Hello and welcome to Living Stones, a podcast of conversations with the people of Red Mountain Community Church, highlighting the victories and struggles, the snapshots and stories of the people sitting right next to you on Sunday morning. I'm Peter Franson from Spirit Blade Productions and your fellow seat warmer at Red Mountain Community Church. My co-host today is Kyle Fox, our lead pastor and grand poobah, as I like to <laughs> quietly think of him in my heart. <laughs> I've never heard that title before. <laughs> what uh, What are some of the weirder titles that we could we could come? Do you, uh, I think your dad used to like father as jokingly would would uh, uh-huh. would uh, yeah use that the one. right reverend the right reverend, not the left reverend. No, the right one. Really? Okay. Yeah. The the um the the mediocre shepherd. I mean, we can't call you the great the good shepherd. You know, right, right. <laughs> average. Got at least bump you down a little bit there. But <laughs> all right. Um, I got to be honest, I was supposed to do a little more prep for like some kind of interesting job related question. And uh, I'm still kind of in vacation mode a little bit. <laughs> so, have you had any time off? Uh, yeah, I, I had a couple of days. Yeah. What did yeah, you hear? What did you do with your time off? Anything interesting? Uh, we had family in town uh, from both my side and Sarah's side. So we just hung out. Okay. Had cousins play together and great to catch up with all my siblings and Sarah's siblings that are out of town. So it was great. Okay. I was thinking of asking, like, I, I did try to think of a few questions to ask you, but all of them, I was like, oh, this is going to, this will go, this will skew serious. This will, and like, even the, even like what you like to do for fun is freaking boring, dude. <laughs> we talked about this on some Sunday morning. We were both, you know, I was on team or something and I asked you yeah. what you do for fun and t- tell people what it is. What do you do for fun? Uh, do you remember what you told me? I don't remember what I told you. You mow your lawn <laughs> for fun. Well, I like to, I like to, uh, this is what I maybe should have said. I like to do things that are accomplishable. I like to do things that I know I can complete uh, and do tasks and work with my hands. So if that's working outside and mowing my lawn, I know I can cut that grass and I can mow straight lines. But for fun, that's what you do for, like, you enjoy doing uh, that. Yeah, I get a sense of enjoyment out of that. Again, because it's a task I can complete. Yeah. I know I can do this perfectly. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I hunt monsters for fun, and that's a task <laughs> that I can complete on my PlayStation 4, yeah. There's some layered armor that I've been working my way up toward. I have to fight a certain sequence of monsters a certain number of times to gather their components so that I can craft this armor. Uh-huh. And that's something I can complete. And that sounds a lot more fun and interesting to me than mowing my lawn. Well, to each his own. I guess. But I do, I mean, I have to tip my hat, and I told you this when we talked about it, that I, I admire that like what you do for fun also uh, accomplishes something in the real world. You know? That, yeah, right. <laughs> that it right. has practical use. And so... Uh, I do admire that even as I am baffled by it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. So here now, a serious question. Would you rather have to go to the bathroom in a giant cat litter box inside your house or what? <laughs> go to the bathroom anywhere you want, but only outside? Giant cat litter box inside your house. Well, I guess I got to choose outside. Or anywhere. Really? Yeah. Really? Like during the winter or during like the heat of the summer? What if you I got... Mean, <clears throat> I've been on... Well, we don't need to get into it, but I've been on Let's... several missions trips and things <laughs> like that. So I've got plenty of stories. Oh, man. So like when things, things all go liquid, you would still want to be like 
outdoorsy with that. Sure. Oh man, I'll take the litter box. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, but we can get we can get a room. We can like find a space and just tell people, listen, don't go in the litter box room. Okay, it's bad in there. But at least, <laughs> at least when I am sick as a dog, uh, I can poop like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and not have to be outside. <laughs> That's All right. a good proverb, Peter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, earlier today, uh, Kyle and I spent some time talking with Chris Bibelheimer, who lives with cerebral palsy and other hardships. We talked about some particulars of his struggles and what role his faith plays in the middle of all that. So without any more silliness for me, here's that conversation right now. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for being willing to do this. I've been looking forward to this uh, because you're a familiar face to me. I've seen you around for a while. And my son, Asher, which you mentioned just before we started recording, um, seems to know you from your involvement in children's ministry. You said VBS specifically. Yes. Um, so, but you and I have never really met before. Um, so I'm, I've, been really, really, no. <laughs> I've been really interested to hear like more about uh, your experiences. And have you done like a Q&A like this before? Yeah, no, I think I did a, there's only one thing that ever comes close to it, and there's when I was in California in Eagle Rock, and I had to do this one short little thing when I was a little, that's about it. Okay, uh, but I, Kyle had mentioned that you've shared your, your testimony in some form before, which is a little bit different from kind of what we're doing, but... Uh, yeah, I've, sh I've shared that before, it's definitely different than this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, are, are, do you listen to podcasts? Are you... No, I'm not. I the, on my phone there's a podcast thing, but I can't get that to work. Oh, so I'm man. just like, you know, shoot. That's totally my world. I'm yeah. like so technologically inept. And but how how old are you now? Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Is that like is that a cool thing that the kids do? Is listen to podcasts anymore? Or is that ship sailed and we're just like wasting our time? Well, you know, if you ask Ryan, he'd probably say, no, nah, it's still cool, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ryan Bruchette? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's what counts. Ryan is the authority on cool on the Red Mountain campus, um, so we'll stick with him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to just kind of hear about um, your, uh, just kind of like your perspective, your unique uh, experiences a bit, specifically related to your cerebral palsy. I, like... I am so uneducated and oblivious. Can you just give me like a basic rundown on what cerebral palsy is? So basically, I'm not that knowledgeable either. So okay. we're both going to be walking in the dark a little bit. Great. Here. Okay. <laughs> um, so as far as I as far as I know what it is, it's what what I, the version I have of it because there's di there's different degrees to it, and okay. I. And I got the better end. I got the better end of it, where it's only my only my legs um, that got affected, my hands, and a little and a little bit of fine motor upstairs. Okay. Uh, as far as that goes, I'm that's what that's what got lost on me. Okay. Whereas I know that I know I've I don't know them personally, but I I know of people who have like their entire body is they're basically a prisoner in their own body. They really can't move. Wow. Um, all I got was my tendons were too short. My uh, my Achilles tendons were too short. Okay. So they didn't like connect. Okay. So I had surgery for I had surgery for that, and that's one huge part of my story. Honestly, um, 
I don't. So one of the questions we got was, um, have a, do I ever question God as to why I was ever allowed to struggle with cerebral palsy? Yeah, yeah. And um, the answer, the, the straight out answer is yes. And um, That you have questioned God about oh, this, why I, you've been allowed to have this struggle. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think any, any person who thinks about this for more than a few minutes in life would go, I like, like being honest with themselves yeah. would just throw, throw that throw that out the window. Yeah. But after that, I think a few more minutes of actual contemplation of how everything played out, you'd go, okay, I'm the, I'm, remember, I'm the human and God's the one who's got the plan. And I've, actually, and I've actually been lucky enough to actually see, like, see that come through. Because mm. like in life, one of the things that um, I, had, I had a friend who was going, it was going through the, um, was going through this season of not knowing what they wanted to do next and the graduating and she was really nervous about it. and I was like hey uh, take it take it take it from me let God do what he does and it work it works out really most of the time it works out really well in the end mm. if you can if you can actually if you get if you get that little bit of a picture take it from me cuz that cuz here's my, my here my but I cannot talk. No, you're good. So how my story goes is I was in an orphanage in Jamaica, okay. and I did, and I could not walk. Now, what did you like? You started out in an orphanage. Um, my mother kept me for three months. Okay, and then I wound up at the orphanage. So born in Jamaica. Born in Jamaica. Then you were in an orphanage until the age uh, until the almost age of six. Wow. So I did not walk, but a group of missionaries came over. And um, on one of the trips, um, one family, one one daughter broke down and cried over the fact that I couldn't walk, and they had they'd never done anything for me. And uh, she she, along with the help of the Holy Spirit, convinced her parents to take me mm. back uh, back to back to California gets to get surgery. Okay. And another amazing part where I'm on my. I'm like, this is definitely God's work. Is uh, if you don't know, surgeries are expensive. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, so the the doctor who the doctor who did it, and this was a private. He did. I think he, I still think he did private practice at the time, but he decided to do it for free. Mm, wow. And that is, I like that sentence alone always still goes for free. Yeah. So. Um, then I was, then through a series of a lot longer things, I was able to walk. But the point of this is me saying, um, that I've seen, like, having seen the end of what that lo looks like, I'm now here, I can walk, I've got a, fa I've got a family, and I've got a family that loves me. Mm. And what, did, like, what did that, what, um, one of the things that, like, in order for me to get there, there had to be there had to be a reason for them to go. Oh, okay, this per like this person specifically needs help, because all the other like all the other kids could walk and yeah, they were all they were all fine. And I see I see that as God going. Okay, we've got we've like He's got a plan for all of us, but it comes out in different ways. And for me, it came out so that it's like okay, this we've we've got to we've got to make this a thing. So this ha this get this gets mo this gets moving. Yeah. Um, and so, 
that's where that's why I, I say I, I've seen I've seen the Lord do, do His work and it's worked out wonderfully. Um, I can almost I can say that for at least one one of the other kids that I was friends with in the orphanage. His name was Malcolm. I ended up um, we used to keep in contact for a bit, and I saw him. I saw him uh, after a while. It was good to see him, but it, he was doing well. Um, from what I remember, he was doing well for himself. As, he was doing pretty well. Good. Um, but again, my major thing that I've learned through just living is let God do let God do His thing, and trust in the trust that I only have a, you only have a small portion of a picture to see. Yeah. To where you can actually, but if you get to see like if you get to see that picture, it's one of those things that's like okay I I completely under like it makes me understand the Psalms so much in a, to a point where, because in the Psalms, they, they, um, if you read it, they're at the beginning, they're just mad. Like they just sound mad. Yeah. A lot of times. They're just, and what I love about it, and I think it's, I think this is a proper, I think this is a proper stance, um, is where you like lay it out before God and go, this is, this is what I don't, this is what I don't understand. This is what I don't agree with. Yeah. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, you must go, but I've seen you do this, 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 and for the Pete's sake, you said you said when there was nothing, let there be light, and it, like it just it was. Yeah. So it's one it's one of those things where you just gotta go. Those those that's that's me. Those are my pieces. Yeah. But remember, I'm the human, so I'll I'll leave it at that. So it sounds like it's with you. It's a it's a combination of getting a chance to see some of that bigger picture, just a little fraction of it. And then also just trusting in God's character based on how he's revealed himself in other ways. Is that, is that, does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Now, does, you mentioned being at the orphanage until you were about six years old and you talked about kind of like some of the experiences around that. Do you remember, I mean, like five or six, I, I'm trying to think of how many memories I have from when I was like that young. Do you remember that time? Um, there are bit, there are bits and pieces. Okay. Most of what I remember is um, we never we never got to watch um, we never got to we never got to watch the kids never got to watch what they wanted to watch unless you're like Saturday morning early. Okay. We got to we got to get up and watch Power Rangers. Oh, nice. So that was Power Rangers in Jamaica. Yeah, that's surprising, isn't it? Wow. I just remember like this. I that was all we got to watch. What's the language in Jamaica? Um, so you learn English first. Okay. And then when you go through school, you learn Patois, which okay. is, um, or you call it Jamaican Creole. So Power Rangers was probably in English. Yes, They probably was. didn't go to the trouble of doing the no, Jamaican. That would be weird. Okay. That would I don't be know. so weird. <laughs> it would, I don't know. I think it would be an equal level of weirdness to watching it in English from, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was, that was, I just missed that window a little bit. I was just a little bit too old when it came out. I think if I, if I would have been like three or five years younger when it came out, I would have been like all over Power Rangers, but... Just missed it. Sorry. No, that's um, fine. Okay, so let's see here. What else did I want to talk about? Now, um, from what I understand, there can be like some non-cerebral palsy uh, conditions or symptoms that can be related to, but not the same as cerebral palsy. Do you have any kind of like disabilities or, or uh, uh, physical frustrations or anything like that that are related to, but not the same as cerebral palsy? Yes. Um 
I'm not exactly sure. Um, the, the the thing that my mom cites, and I trust I trust her opinion just because like I I've only lived 20 years. Oh, and I have I have to interject here. Your mom is Becky Bebelheimer, yes. like the pastor of children's ministry, yes. which I didn't connect the dots until I don't know, like maybe a year ago, because I didn't know you were adopted. I just you're a familiar face, and then when I connected the dots, I was like, oh oh my gosh, okay cool. So anyway, sorry, go on. Oh no, you're fine. Um, it, because I didn't walk until because I didn't walk until I was. Until because I didn't walk until I was six, I have no lower field of I have like no lower field of vision. Oh, so you know how you like you looking straight on can see down. Yeah, I've got I've got until about there and it's, to about your mouth. Yeah, then it, okay, anything down there is in your peripheral vision, like straight go, go yeah, yeah, going okay. straight on it. As far as my brain is concerned, it doesn't exist. In the lower, so your lower peripheral vision is just kind of out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that's a th- uh, that's a thing. Wow. And then I don't know if this is ten- would be technically connected, but I just have so I uh, I have some processing delays when it comes to school sometimes. Okay. And writing is an absolute bear mm. for me. And. Um, other other than that, then I have I have um, what's called dis- I have dyslexia, okay, which is which means I mix words around, okay, and then I have dysgraphia, which is apparently an umbrella term, but the version I have apparently of it is where I can't keep my eyes on a page real well unless mm. the print is real small or the words I'm looking at are are really like put to get put together in one spot, okay, um, so I so reading is an absolute bear. But um, thanks to technology, when I need to when I when I need to do that, I can just go audio and go, we're good. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say are some of like the the hardest things for you to deal with that are related to your various symptoms? And when I say hardest, that could be either physically and just kind of practically, or or it could be emotional difficulties. But what are like some of the top uh, hardest things that come to mind when you think about your symptoms? Top hard like top hardest thing is to to sit like I remember and my, honestly my friends uh, my friends are were, were, my friends are real good at this but um we would like they would play foot they would play football this is like seventh this is like seventh and eighth grade they'd play football and they'd be um they'd be running around. And throwing, and I could not for the life of me keep up. Mm. And almost every time they th- like, they would, they would, go, they were nice enough to throw me the ball. Yeah. And it was, and I didn't think it was pity because they just like no, like nobody said anything. They were just like, we'll grab, like we'll grab the ball again and just go. Yeah. Um, like they, they didn't do, they didn't do me any special attention, which I was like, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it was this, like. This, just seeing that day in day out, and I'm like not able to like keep up with them, mm. and like do st- do stuff with them. That was one of the like that from time to time. Always, not always, but time to time, from time to time, just got me. I'm like, oh, I wish I could just go out there and be like, hey, you know what? Let's go do this and keep up with everybody. Yeah. As far as school went. The ni- the nice thing in uh, the good Lord's provision is he gave me a mem he gave me a very good memory. Mm. So for much of school, especially high school, didn't actually work that hard. I just most of the stuff I just kept up here. Oh, nice. And then when it came for time for test, I just rem- I just kind of was like 
Let's regurgitate what they said. Oh, wow, that's great. Not word for word, obviously, because that's, that's, that would be insane. But um, I just did that, and it worked out, that worked out pretty well. In college, it's a bit harder. I got to actually try a little more, but, <laughs> you know, that's to be expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what about like that's about it. Um, how you like find relationships to be like friendships? I mean, like how how do you find people reacting to you, or what? How do you sense that they're reacting to you, and what are what are you? What is it like for you to develop friendships with people? Um, so for that, one of the things in my life that uh, and Kyle, Kyle knows this very well because I've we've had conversations before, but uh. And Kyle, you can say hi. You've been like completely silent this whole time, and I, you know, I know you want to give room for Chris, but you've been like, like a corpse over there. Yeah, people hear me talk enough. Okay, Chris is doing great. I just wanted to reassure <laughs> listeners that Kyle does, in fact, still have a pulse. <laughs> All right, sorry. Back to you, Chris, and, and friendships. Um, so one of the things that I always say I really don't like is people. Um, when people see me, sometimes I feel I'm pretty. Sh- I I get the feeling they pity me. Before at least before I open my mouth, because they like they you and I can I can understand this to an extent. You you see me walking and I'm, I walk kind of like a penguin. One foot goes out this way, the other foot's like this. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's a it's un, it's understandable, but the, um I've had people come up to me like you need help are you okay and I'm like and <laughs> I'm there I have. Such an inclination to either, either do two things, just milk it for all it's worth, and have, <laughs> and have like a breakdown, <laughs> and just be like, yes, I need a laugh, and just freak out, and see what that looks like, <sighs> or just to be like, excuse me, no, I like, this is not this. We yeah, your, a- legs, your legs is not the same thing as what's going on in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the... Honestly, one of the things we things with friendships that I can I the faster they get, like one of the things I try to get people to understand quickly is, hey, please don't, like if I fall, I can get up. Trust me, I've I've been doing this for X amount of years. What I've been doing that for X amount of years, we can be fine. I've had people just come up and be like, buddy, you're actually not, you're actually hurting at this point because I'm try, like, yeah, I'm over here trying to put one hand down so I can get back up, yeah, and you're pulling my other hand, so I'm like. Yeah, uh, this isn't uh, working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things about that is I try to get people to understand. Hey, like, let me let me do my thing as far as moving and get, getting around. I'm perfect. Like, for the most part, I'm perfectly capable. But one of the I don't. This is gonna be a weird segue. But one of the nice things about having what I've had is I've needed help quite a lot in my life. Yeah. So one of the one of the nice things is. I'm not like when I'm I'm not how do I put this? It's not weird it's not weird. Like I don't have a hard time eventually saying at some point, oh yeah, I need help. Okay. I'm like at, at some point when I'm like, okay, this is yeah, this is definitely a limit of mine. Yeah. I need help. And I think that's for me, I think that's a really nice thing to to come to a point where I, I've been dependent so I've been dependent so much mm. that I'm like, this is this is normal. I don't really have a problem. Yeah. And um, so there's not like this kind of um, built-in pride and self-sufficiency to the degree that a lot of other people would have, is what, it, what I'm hearing I, you saying. I, 
I will say I have a de- I have a decent amount. Only saying because I, from where I've come, from where I've been to mm-hmm. where I've come, yeah. I do have that. I do have a little bit of that built-in going. Hey, I've I've gotten this. I've gotten this. Yeah, we've gotten this far. Gotcha. Yeah. And when I say I've gotten this far, I have to remind myself. No, you did not. Mm. You were. I was a. I was a kid in um, on an island, and due to the grace of God, hey, I'm here walking and talking and yeah, doing just fine. Yeah. But there's this bit of going. Oh, okay. We've we've met, we've come, we've come this far. Um, but I again, like I said, I don't like I don't have I usually don't have a major problem with going at some point. Oh yeah, I need help. Because that's just been, that's been a part, that's been a part of my, that's been a part of my life for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was a weird segue. I just, that was my one, th- that was one thought I had. No, that. yeah, no, I'm glad you shared that. I, w- I want to go back a little bit to just people treating you like a charity case. Because, I mean, you and I have talked about that. And that's been instructive for me in my life is your feelings there. So how, I guess maybe a question to ask Chris is how, um, how does it feel when you're when you go through a life stage change and you're in a new place? What what types of struggles do you have there, especially relationally, and what that looks like? Um, see, the, and you and you know this too about me. Well, I'm 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 fairly I'm very social. I'll walk, go walk up and talk to anybody. But the th- the thing uh, the thing about the thing about that is I can do it. But in a new situation, I don't really, I don't exactly love it hmm. because, especially for the people, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see you on a daily basis, so I'm try, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to make friends with, I'm going to try to make friends with you, so I want to get to the point where you understand, hey, I'm completely fine, like, un- unless, unless I, like, I thought I really, I start doing the life alert thing, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like. Help my phone. I can't get up. Yeah, leave leave, it, leave that be. But it's, for me, going to a new place, I'm like, oh boy, here. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really like, oh boy, here we go. Mm. Um, it, I've got, I've gotten better. At, I've gotten a tiny bit better at being okay with that as time has gone on. But still, I'm just like, guys, remember. Like this is something, yes, it is. But words, like conversation, and everything else is still pretty good up here. Yeah. Um. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. What kinds of things do you see people do when you know they're acting out of pity rather than a genuine concern, or, or not even a concern, just a genuine? Let me get to know Chris. Um. It's the. I usually find it's the tone of the, it's the tone of the voice, and then if you, because people the like the way the the way I think people sometimes go is they'll say it and then, like if, um as as they're as they're as they're talking you can kind of see their eyes go look somewhere else and I'm like, it's like yeah you're not actually paying attention to this conversation are you. I could, I could, st- I could start saying something else entirely, and you'd be like, "Oh, I missed that. What was that?" Um, the best case I had to point to that was when I was, I was at homecoming. Um, I think my junior year. That doesn't matter. Um, but I was, I decided to go by myself just because it's like, hey, 
I haven't gone yet. I kind of want to go. Why not? Yeah, okay. Went by myself. Um, and I was, I was just, I was, I was enjoying myself. I had some friends over there, and I decided to walk away from them just because I was like, hey, I can do it. I'm just gonna go say hi to somebody else real quick. And on my way back to see them, these these two these two girls came up to me like, Where are your friends? Do you need help? Oh. It was like it was the complete tone oh boy. of pity that I was like, Oh, oh. you don't <laughs> like you don't you don't think I'm up here, do ya? You don't like there's no oh, man. like the lights are on, nobody's home. Oh man. <laughs> but I was like like one of the one of the when I say people just kinda look the other when they start talking, they start looking at other things. This, like, they started, as I started talking, they were, like, looking over my head. I'm like, yeah, it, like, I, that was the biggest moment of where I really, really wanted to milk it. <laughs> I can't tell you how bad I wanted to do that. But that's exact. like, when it comes to that, that's how I feel. That That's how, you, it's the, the biggest thing for me has always been the tone by which they say it. Okay. Because I feel like if, I mean, I could totally be wrong. People could just be doing this all day long and I'd never notice. But the tone is one of the things that I'm just like, because most people, you, when we talk, we talk in a straightforward, normal tone. Yeah. Unless there's something, unless we're sick or you, like, there's, some, there's something in you that thinks we got to talk this certain way. Yeah, yeah. I find it's the tone and then... The eyes going. Okay. That's, those are the things I usually, I'm usually like, I can, how I usually say, hey, is he actually paying attention? Are they, are they actually paying attention? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's been helpful to have those conversations with you and even you to share that because I think uh, deep down inside, even me, is there's presuppositions and there's, there's a, a not wanting to treat people equally. Uh, and, and knowing you, Chris, and, being involved in your life has challenged my own view of making sure that I treat people genuinely equally and uh, approach them with a sense of a value that all people are made in his image and I should treat them as such uh, and not think that I'm better <laughs> uh, or, you know, I'm just going to, try and be nice to this person because I feel bad for them, but to really genuinely go after and pursuing an inherent value in every person that I come across. There, um, so when I was, the, one of the, um, I, le I learned the same lesson you're talking about, um, and this is another, I think of God's provisions here. I was going to a private, I was going to a private school up until third grade. Okay. Then I then I stopped and went to a public school, and they had special ed kids in there, and I got to know some of them, and I get like, one of the things I I I tell people when it comes to meeting new people, I'm like, if you meet somebody you don't like, do this, do this. Try try to figure out something you like about them, because hmm. what I, like we were all made in the image of God, and God is infinite in like w what He is. So I'm think I always like to think there's something that God made in you that is unique and different that is something like oh this is cool mm. one um one of one of the special ed kids his name was Jaden um he always he we um I loving him I lovingly called him the runner because he would run like there'd be days where we'd be like 
Where'd Jaden go? Oh, he um he he like left school. Oh my and gosh. Is running, to, is running towards home. Oh my gosh. Uh, this happened on a regular basis. Oh, before apparently before uh, before <laughs> one of the aides started really trying to get a handle on him, it was every day. Oh my gosh. But wow. He like after a while, I got to, I got to know after a while I got to know him. He like he had this goofy nature that just he like. He's kind of like, he's kind of like the way I was. We just don't take ourselves seriously. We enjoy, we're like, oh, we'll we'll we'll, la- we'll laugh as stuff goes wrong. We'll laugh as it goes wrong for a while, okay. and we'll get to think we'll we'll get to it. But he just had this goofy nature that I absolutely loved because he was just like, hey, how you doing? Like he was, if you give like if you sat down with him for a minute, he would he would love to be your friend. Mm. And it was just the um, I was just one of the kids. And then one of the kids when I came here, um, I can't remember his name right now. That's wow, I can't remember his name. But he would, if I wanted to know anything, and I mean anything about dinosaurs, okay, I would be like, hey, I've got I've got this question about a dinosaur, and he would be able to rattle the whole like he'd be able to rattle off an answer, and it's like done. Wow. So when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to people who are different. There, there is this thing that goes. God made like there's something unique. There's something very unique that God made in you that you've just got to look for. Mm-hmm. That just goes di- like, and then you kind of find you kind of find just I've at least I'll speak for myself. I found myself going, okay, this is cool. And then it makes me want to talk to them more. And the more I talk to them, the more I'm like, oh no, you're you. There, there are times where you check out, but when you're when you're checking into the conversation, you, like like I could, we could go at least on what you like. We can go for a while. Yeah, we can have a full length conversation and make this a, like a sit down. Yeah, that I've just been like, oh, and that was one thing. Again, from going from public school to private school, that's one thing that I I got to see is um, as Kyle mentions, like treating people. Like treating everybody equally. Yeah. That that might not I don't that doesn't exactly come out that doesn't come out in the same way if what I'm saying makes sense. Like you wouldn't like if you were gonna give me a test on running, you wouldn't have me run the same test as somebody who could um run, who could run normally. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there like there's a I think there's a there's a level out where this a person a person a person who's different has has a skill in something has a skill in something else that you don't yeah so that in my in my mind it evens out Mm -hmm. um the best case is oh his name was colin there we go um the bet i think one of the best examples is again colin where if i wanted to know about dinosaurs he could, he could rattle off everything for me. Okay. <laughs> um, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody, everybody has mm-hmm. a, a a giftedness. Everybody is has a certain function that they're going to play, especially within a church context, yes. but even in just humanity. Uh, and and part of our job as people is to find that and discover that. Uh, about the people that we're around and that we're close to. 
no matter what they look like, no matter where they're from, any of that sort of stuff. We've, we, especially as believers, need to try and find that and, and discover that about those that we're close with. So yeah. On the subject of the church now, um, one listener wanted to ask the question, what was one experience you had that made the church feel like home? Um, so that question, I, I don't feel like in within the church there should be a single event yeah. that makes the church feel like home. Yeah. I feel like it's a combination of multiple events that make you go, this place is home. Because yeah. if you have one singular event, in my opinion, if you ever lose, if you ever lose that event, mm-hmm. it kind of just the church no longer becomes home. For me, some of those events, some of those events, some of those multiple events that made the church feel like home was um, quite early. I think it was quite early into being part of the high school group. They had a they had a hangout in uh, at one of the leaders' houses. Wait, what group is this? Uh, college group. Oh, okay, no gotcha. high school group. My high school apologies. group. Gotcha. High school group. Um, sophomore year, we got we got this. Um, and this was here at Red Mountain. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thanks for clarifying that. But, you um, betcha, Chris. <laughs> the, um, we just had this thing where we got we went over to their house and we played vi- we just hung out and played video games until like two o'clock in the morning. Oh nice. Then we all fell asleep and I totally missed the fact that my mom called because my phone was off and I was asleep. <laughs> um, but that was definitely one of those moments. And another one was uh, my senior my senior year. We like out of almost our own desire, we organized this. Th- we organized this thing. We'd all go. We'd all go to uh, Matthew Heinrich's house, and we'd all we'd all just hang. We'd all just hang out. And w- one of the things that I was, I was, I was like, I was thought to myself, "Good job, good job, guys." Is none of our le- is our leaders like one of our leaders came for a little bit. But the other ones just couldn't make it because you know they have lives. Yeah. Um, but I was really proud of ourselves in the fact that we managed the we managed the whole thing, and we like we all had a we all had a good time, and we were just talking. And I would, and this was definitely a point where everybody everybody understood. Like we just it just, like we all we all gelled really well. Mm. Um, that was another one, and then. When Luke, when Luke Edgerton was still here, um, I can't. There was, we were, we were sitting down and having a conversation. And um, just for listeners, who was what role was Luke Edgerton in when he was here? Um, he was, uh, he was a, um, high, he was a high school pastor. Okay, thanks. Um, and when he was here, we like. We had a, we sat down and had a conversation. We we had sat down and had a conversation, and I um about I can't remember what he, what he exactly he preached about. But my major point was like the fact that he like he was look he was looking at me and paying attention, and he was like oh like I could see he was actually he was actually paying attention. Yeah, it's the um what that's what that's what made it, that's what made that feel. Re- I was like, this is nice. I'm get, I'm getting some, getting somebody who we're having a back and forth conversation. Um, another time, my senior year, and this is going to be the last one. Um, another time, my senior year, when I was going up to camp, and I was like, I've got, I've gone to camp 
since third. I've gone to a camp since um, I was in third grade. Okay. Never gotten never gotten a serious injury. My last year, the first night, I um, I fell and I flayed my leg. Oh, jeez. And, um, That's why you don't go to camp, man. Why do people keep going back into nature? Just leave nature alone, and nature will leave you alone. Is my motto. <laughs> so, um, Jake, who is a current high school pastor, uh, took me took me to uh, the ER. Okay. And I Jeez. can't I can't remember if it was on the way there or on the way back, but we had this good session of just praying for stuff and talking, and. It was one of the. It was one of those mo- like the moments where you just you just know you you're connecting with people. Mm. I would. Those are what. Those are the moments that I cite where I'm like, yes, this place is home. Yeah. Um, how does just kind of like speaking broadly now in about uh, the role your faith plays, and, and then also specifically the the resurrection, the future resurrection that we're promise the bodily resurrection that we're promised how does how does all that and the hope of of that uh, factor in or have an impact on like the day-to-day grind of life that you experienced um i i say the the lord's been kind to me and given me an easy soul because for a lot of for a lot of things in life an easy soul you said an easy like uh my, my mom can attest to this i'm not a i'm not a hard person to make happy okay like you you get um, you give me a small little thing, I'm like, yes, great. I will, I will go and run with it with joy. I'm, I that's what I mean by easy. So I'm not hard to make happy. Okay. Like I, I go, I go about things happy go lucky. Okay. Um. But one of the things that I like, and this is a, this is a joke that I'm, this is a joke that I make. But I'm like, when I get to heaven, like I'm gonna grab some of my friends. Go, you, me, foot race. We're gonna try this out. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That, like, um, and another thing I always think about, because I'm social, I like, I, I do like people, but um, and I've gotten to see this more in the college group. But when somebody goes away in the college group, like goes away for a time or is leaving the college group, Matt always Matt Matt will always like pray them out. Matt Gibson, the college Gibson, pastor. Yes. Yep. Um, and I've got. It's gotten in my head this, this, the idea of, you know, like it says, we wait joyfully for the kingdom. It's given me that idea very much so in the way that it's like, there's a coming a time where I will never have to say goodbye to, like, there's coming a time where I will never have to say goodbye to somebody, and mm. we will all be in one place. Granted, I don't know if I actually, I'll actually be saying hi to most of them. I'll be kind of, I'll be kind of busy either standing speechless, going, that, that 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 that's got over there. Hmm. It, it um, but it's gonna be either me being speechless over that, or me singing for the rest of eternity. I hmm. don't know. But the very idea that there's coming a time where I won't have to like none of none of the people who I've met and enjoyed spending time with, I have to say goodbye to. Hmm. That'll be great. And as far as the resurrection goes, I'm just like, again, like I said, hey. Foot race, you me. Let's try this out. Um, dance competition. Oh, uh, we can't. I, I can't. I can't dance too. If I can't dance because of whatever, that'd be great. But uh, I'm just trying to see if I can run fast. <laughs> so you are. Um, you're 20. You said. Yes. Okay. So what do you want to be when you grow up? 
Um, so I'm, I'm in school for early childhood education. Okay. Um, because this is a smaller part of my story, but growing up in the orphanage, um, the people who, quote, took care of us really didn't. Oh, okay. So um, they would give, they would give, at the age of five and four, they would give, they would give us babies, give us a bottle and be like, okay, you feed, you feed them. Mm. And that was something I kind of, that was something I got to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I just I So just, you're saying that when you were four and five, you would feed the babies bottles. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, so we, we would do, we would do that. And that was something I got to enjoy. And I, like me and my friend Malcolm, we would entertain kids. Mm-hmm. We like, we would entertain the little ones because nobody else was going to, there was going to do it. So I always just enjoyed entertaining kids. Mm. And I find kids to be incredibly hilarious in their antics. I'm like, <laughs> my goodness, where do you get this stuff from? And then I think, wait a minute, I was like that. Where did I get that stuff from? <laughs> but I just had, a, like, kids generally like me, and I just had, I just enjoy hanging out with kids because it's like, hey, I get to be a goofball? Sweet. That's, wow, that's, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. And so that's kind of how I decided I wanted to become an, uh, I wanted to go into early childhood. Um, I'm lo- my classes I'm loving so far. Um, yeah, it's it's been a nice experience. So I I prefer I'm still trying to decide, but I'm starting to think like second grade is where I want where I want to teach. Okay. But yeah, that's 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 what I'm that's for what I want to do for a vocation. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. Wow, that's that is like I got to tell you that temperament to enjoy being with small children that is a gift, my friend. That is a I like I I love my boys, but I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of little kids. That's like I'm gonna like freak out. I'm gonna have like a meltdown at some point. <laughs> I I say the same thing to people who want to teach uh, people that are above fifth grade because uh-huh. my, my like in my brain i'm like okay you're little and small you don't like when you do stuff it's not it's not necessarily that sometimes you just don't get you don't you don't get what you're doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't get what you're doing i can i can have i can have i can have i can have plenty of grace with that because we're like you're little we'll, we'll we'll teach and we'll get through we'll get through this but when you get older and um i assume you should have this you should have a like a some of the kids in my classes would just talk back to the teacher to argue so much. I'm oh like, yeah. I'm like, buddy, you're 12. This this person's lived much longer. This person's lived longer than you. Stop arguing. It's not. You're not gonna get anything out of it. Yeah. And that like this is why I applaud people who are like, I'm gonna teach middle school. I'm like, I could not have the patience for oh, yeah. some of the children who just sit there and talk back. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. This, this is this makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't do that either. That's like I I used to substitute teach in in like junior high. I little kids when you when you're with little kids in a classroom, they all are obsessed with the bathroom. They all want to go to the bathroom. I had to learn that early on. Yeah. So like if you let one kid go to the bathroom they and he all, asks, they, they all raise their hand. It's like why do you all suddenly have to go to the bathroom? They just want to have a little interaction with a substitute teacher. And then the the junior high kids there is no reasoning. There is some kind of like an evil that awakens within them <laughs> when they reach seventh grade. My my sweet spot is like high school. It's like they <laughs> they get my weird sense of humor and uh, we can get along. But anyway, um, well, this is great, Chris. Thank you for taking time out and just kind of opening yourself up. I really appreciate it. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Can we go? Can I ask one more question? Yeah, do. Um, so, I mean, some of the things we've heard, Chris, um, I want you. I want you to talk to us a little bit about joy, and and that concept because there's always a battle uh, for humans is that we find our joy in circumstance and we're pursuing comfort, we're, we're pursuing leisure, we're looking forward to vacations, we're wanting that bigger house, whatever it is, all to satisfy that hunger for happiness and a deeper sense of joy. And so when someone looks at your life, they're going to say, okay, born with cerebral palsy in an orphanage for the first almost six years of your life, uh, several different kinds of learning disabilities on top of the cerebral palsy. So that's affecting not just pain, like having to deal with pain throughout your day, but just relationally, developmentally, uh, all sorts of different effects. How is it that you find joy? And yet you're sitting here saying, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. I just try to find joy. Talk to us a little bit. I think that's an important thing and to and to hear a story like yours and a testimony like yours for us believers especially, talk to us a little bit about joy and how you find it and how God has given it to you. I, f I find joy in, like, I'm, I had this entire long conversation in my head, with, but I, it take, it's an, it's an, I, there's a thing in me that, like, I've learned, like, if you slow down, and go, and this is kind of why I like science as well, but if you slow down and look at all, like, the world itself, look outside and you go, wait a minute, there are, there are things that, those plants over there create oxygen, like, there's a system so I could go, and I get oxygen back, I, I breathe, I breathe out, I have stuff in my system that should kill me in any higher doses. Mm. I should be God. Yeah. But... God orchestrated the whole thing so that it works, and I'm still, like everything still runs. Hmm. I find joy in the fact that I'm like I'm allowed to go see this. I'm allowed to go outside and go, hey, you know what? This still works. I can go do this. I find it incredible that I'm like, um, Kyle, to use an example of your son, whenever like whenever you go do stuff, Obi loves to go see. Like, I'll be like, what's Dad doing? That's that's kind of what I feel like when it comes to God. I'm like. Oh, let's like let's go see what he did. I mm. enjoy, like I have great joy in being like, hey, this is all like I can do. I can do all this because, like in the small in the small things, you sit you sit back and you go, wait, this is all like this is all running smoothly. It blows my mind. Like it blows my mind mm. when I took when I took um when I when I took biology my freshman year and learned. A portion of stuff about all the all the things that could go wrong, but they actually don't. I was like, "God, you like this was a like this was a depending on your theology, which uh, like this was this was words and everything everything came out the like everything came out the way it was. You had like you know all things, and you just were like, yeah, let there be light." Let let there be a fold separating the waters from the sky. like whole like whole thing out of words things just came into place and were there yeah. and I get to enjoy that I get I mean from day to I have times and I have times in my day where it goes ah this is a little this is a little rough but still like out of all the, like out of all the things I still get to go hey I'm still alive and breathing I've got people who love me and 
I've got a faith that says, hey, um, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, I'm still waiting for my 70 years in Babylon business because I've never, um, I had listened, I had listened to a message one time when I was in college, when my uh, last year that gave me the rest of context for the, I know the, I know the plans I have for you to close the Lord. Hmm. There's a 70, there's a 70 year bit that people, um, people forget <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. There's 70 years in Babylon. You gotta <laughs> sit through first, but, um, there's this, I have this going, hey, like, I've, I've, I've come from the, I've been at a place where this is, this is a pretty bleak situation and God's done this much for this, this much for me. Mm-hmm. And that's before I even, that's really before I even knew him. Mm. He, he cared enough to be like, okay, let's, let's make some, let's make some, let's make some moves here. And I'm like, I don't know why I wouldn't be happy. I don't know what I have to re- what happens in life that I could really be concerned about. Mm. They're like at at the very end of the day, my at the very end of the day, God has has and always will take care of me, whether it's on this side of the dirt or on the other. Um but it's like this. I don't know like um for that is it Zach? I always get. Is it Zach Guess? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For like for for Zach Guess, it's one of the. It's like another one of those things where I'm just like, I feel like people at that point could say, "Okay, life, what do you have for me? This is God. I don't like. What do you got? I can't. What are you can like? There's nothing you can do. That's really gonna be like. Well, we're both. Well, I'm out of a plan. He's out of a plan. God's never out of a plan. I could be out of a plan every day. Hmm. But God is gracious, thank goodness, mm. um, and loving, thank goodness. And he, he, walks with, he walks with us through life and, f- like, loves us so abundantly that I'm just like, I don't, like, tell me, some, tell me something that I shouldn't be happy about. Like, tell me what I should be scared of because I've seen what God has done and... I see. I see what God still does. I'm. I've. I've had people tell me I shouldn't go to college. I've. I've gone to college two years. Gotten A's this year, hmm. and that's. Um. And that's. God, that's God's work in the from the very beginning. I'm like. Well, I don't. Please tell me. I get like. Give me some. Give me something where I think I should be. I. I should be afraid. I shouldn't be happy. Yeah. Because I've got. The outside world that he's made, and like I haven't, I've only lived twenty years. I've I haven't seen all. I've there's a lot I haven't seen, mm. and there's like, and don't even get me started on space. My goodness, <laughs> I'm a I'm a blimp on a dot, and we're still, we're just like there's still stuff out there. Mm. I'm like, I please tell me why I shouldn't be happy. There's so there's so much that like if you step back and look at all God's done in the very base like. When, for me, when life kind of goes sideways, this is very rarely ever happened, but when life ever, when life ever really goes sideways, I encourage you to go stop and go, okay, what do, what do we have here? Like, what, what is still, what's still here? I'm still alive. I can get food. And I've got a, I've got a roof. Uh, like, for people, uh, for people 
in another country, that's not a th- that's not a thing. Yeah, that's that's a if you told like that's a luxury. That, some points of that is a luxury. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you you've got to be you've got to like it's a hard it's a hard thing and something I've still had to work at. But you've just got to like really try to hit the brakes and go. Okay, what do I have? And then from you go you go up from you just go up from there. Um, and that's one thing that that's the reason I for the most part I'm happy go lucky because I'm like, hey, I've got I've got this I've got this much that I'm like, hey, I've got this much that brings me great joy. I've got some I've the major things I've got I've got I've got God, the one who said let there be light like. The one I can't get I I can never get over the fact I can hardly get over the fact that God just was like, let there be light in, in like ex nihilo nothing. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, like I've got that person saying I love you I am for, I am for you. What like I'm like I'm good. I like I have to be. And what I what I hear like peppered throughout all that you shared is this. You know, you use the expression uh, "hitting the brakes," um, and 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 that ties in, I think, to some of what you've been, Kyle, bringing up in uh, uh, peppered throughout the last few months. I've heard it a couple of times. The well, and, and last year too. Every, every once in a while, some key moments around Thanksgiving, talking about thankfulness and um, the way we see in Scripture thankfulness kind of being subtly associated with uh, uh, with anxiety is kind of like a, this is this is a this is a significant cure to anxiety to uh, depression to dark thoughts to hit the brakes as you said Chris and think about the things that we are thankful for and all that we have uh, because of of God so I appreciate you just kind of like bringing those things to the surface and bringing that to mind. That's good for me. I am just by nature a very unthankful person. So I appreciate you uh, you bringing that to the surface. Yeah, and I think we all are. And that's why I think it's important to hear um, testimonies from Chris and and his types of stories because it, it really does challenge us all as a body of Christ to regain perspective and... Uh, really focus on on what matters in life and and really focus in on God's priorities rather than our own little worlds that we get stuck in. Cool. Thanks again, Chris. Really appreciate this. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, that was a great conversation to uh, to have uh, with Chris. Kyle, what stood out to you from our time talking to Chris? Yeah, uh, a lot of things. Um, I think for me, I was really um, interested to see how he was going to answer that question on that you asked him about the resurrection, and I I thought it was so interesting his focus when he said when, when you asked the question about the resurrection you would think that his time would be spent on the restoration of his body because he deals with legs and pain and all the stuff that he deals with on a day-to-day basis Mm. that never is going away. People have prayed and people still come up to and try to pray for him and just try to heal him on the spot and all those annoyances that are just part of that. You would think that that would primarily characterize his answer, but if you listen to his answer, 
his primary focus is still relationally. Mm. And his hope is that he won't have to say goodbye to people. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where his heart is. And I love that. And it's just amazing to see how God's spirit can work in someone's heart to where, where even the focus of the resurrection for Chris, someone with a lot of physical challenges, you would think the hope would be the physical restoration, which it is. He's, you know, he talked about the foot race stuff, but he, even more, it's just fascinating to hear him spend most of his time talking about the relational hope that he has yeah. and just the, the, the connectedness that he'll have with, with uh, people in the kingdom. I loved that answer. I loved um, how he articulated his calling to work with kids and just amazing to see how God worked in his life uh, to give him that calling to where we have a kid who's five years old in an orphanage with cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And he's then charged with taking care of babies. Something When when he himself should have been properly cared for, he's being put in charge already of taking care of little babies. That is so backwards. Uh, And yet God takes that and gives him a sense of his calling Mm. and a sense of his purpose. And you see Chris serving all over the church now in our children's ministry. Yeah. Uh, every Sunday, every big event, he's there helping kids. And I just love to see how the Lord took those circumstances and is using them in his life uh, to bring about the accomplishment of his kingdom. I loved um, hearing about that. Yeah. For me, and I know I, I touched on this when we were talking to him, but for me, the standout moment was that idea of, of, of uh, slamming the brakes and gaining some perspective on what we have to be thankful for, um, both uh, corporately as believers and just individually as you just examine how God has uh, have blessed each of us individually, how God has blessed me. I mean, I, I don't think I can hear that enough because yeah. I am so driven to pessimism and to... Uh, just doubts and fears and, you know, low-level anxiety and stuff. It's always just kind of simmering a little bit in the background that I just I just need to hear that again and again. Just, Peter, hit the brakes and, and think about for a moment all the things that could be so much worse and that you are taking for granted, um, the, the ways that God has just richly blessed you, that it's, it's embarrassing, you know, how, how much God has, has given you. And, uh, and, and that, that, so it's good to hear from someone like Chris, someone like Jenny, who, you know, when, when I first sit down and talk to a person that just has so much joy like that, I'm just mystified. I'm (laughs) I'm just like, is this real? Are you being real with me right Mm. now? You know, and there are some people that I've met who are not real in that they 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 have this kind of like this this kind of quote unquote happiness or joy about them. You get to know them, and at some point you realize, oh, this is some kind of like front that they're putting up, you know. Um, but then you meet those people that like uh, you you just there's a different there's a difference, and you and Chris is one of those people that I'm like, no, this is like legit. This this joy that he has is legit. I'm still a bit mystified by it, and that's mm. why it's good for me to to hear about where that joy is coming from and, and how that's being renewed in his life. So that was really good for me. Yeah, we can't talk about thankfulness enough. We can't talk about its role in our lives and how it is a pervasive theme in Scripture. It's a part of of our life with Christ always, and it will be for eternity. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going to be praising God for all of eternity... <laughs> And if that's what true life is, then we should be pursuing that true kind of life now. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it was a great, great articulation. Well, we also want to hear from you guys listening. Uh, each month we put a new uh, question and a poll up that you can respond to at rmcchurch.org slash podcast. Uh, the poll for last month or this month or whatever leading up to this that I'm going to comment on now was, how do you like to spend New Year's Eve? 72% said ball drop. So I guess that just involves them finding a ball in their home and dropping it on the floor. And 28% said go out and... <laughs> I'm afraid. I didn't watch the ball drop. We usually do watch the the thing on with uh well Casey Kasem. I don't know if he's no, it's not Casey Kasem. It's um what's the other dude's name? Um Dick Dick, Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Yeah, I think well, is he's he, no longer with us. He did pass away, <laughs> so he probably was not available to do that this Correct. year. But uh, uh, did you watch the ball drop? Uh, I have two littler kids, and so. Uh, Sarah and I's philosophy is that when they're asleep, we try to be asleep. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's what I did. Yeah. This was the first year that our boys stayed up till midnight. Um, like local time. They stayed up till midnight Pennsylvania time when we were in Pennsylvania last year. That doesn't really count. It's just, Mm. you know, 10 PM or whatever, but they were up and, uh, and yeah, we, uh, basically suffered the consequences the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Last month, uh, we asked, what is a hope you have for 2019? And there was, man, there was, we possibly got more responses uh, at greater length than uh, any previous question we've put out there. So I want to represent all of them, but apologies to those who uh, wrote in. I'm going to condense a bit here, but lots of stuff, um, lots of hopes in our community for 2019. Um, Intentionality to fully experience life with our community to grow closer with my small group and our leaders, to improve health and relationship with God, uh, that the U.S. as a country would turn back to God in a mighty way, to be more trusting in the Lord's plan, uh, that the love of our Lord would dwell on those who have no idea on what they are missing out on, that he would choose to use us at RMCC to draw many closer to himself, to be bold Uh, for God to bring the members of my family closer to him so that we can be his hands and feet, to see many more people flourish in the hope of Christ alone, and uh, hope that we give Jesus our hearts and not a checklist of our good deeds. Mm. Um, Well, Kyle, you were paid the big bucks (laughs) to be the spiritual guy around here, Um, and you also... uh, have not talked very much yet. So I thought it would be good for, for you if you're willing to pray for us um, as a community, just in connection to some of those hopes expressed by our communities. Does that sound all right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Lord, we uh, are grateful to you uh, because you're our king. And we know that um, our lives uh, are meant to be directed uh, in worship to you. We're meant to just praise you and give you glory and to be in partnership with you. That's how you created us. And that's what every human is longing for, is to be actually connected with you. So many people don't know that. Uh, So many people that don't have that hope. And uh, Lord, I pray you'd continue to give us a passion, but not just in a a surfacey like excitement, but a deep-seated conviction to... um, embrace more of the hope of who you are in our lives, to embrace more of your salvation in our lives, and that you would use us to to spread that 
message of salvation and hope to those around us. Uh, I do pray that we would be your hands and feet. You have shaped us as Red Mountain to be your body and your representatives here in East Mesa, and you're using us here in this corner, using us in the city, and you're using us all over the world. God, help us to have a deep-seated conviction of the importance of that and to step more into that intentionally and deliberately uh, with our day-to-day lives, with our with our finances, and with with everything that we are, Lord. We want to increase our sense of commitment to you uh, this year. We want to have boldness. We want to have um, unity. And uh, Lord, all of this we know comes from just your day-to-day work on our hearts. And so uh, perhaps more than anything, uh, Spirit, help us to walk in you, not just on Sunday or not just um, on random days or when we feel like it, but help us to Help us to walk in you in a daily way, to stop, to remember that you're present, to get your perspective on the things going on in our life at various points in the day. And we know you'll guide us. We trust that you're with us, Lord, and we're grateful to you once again for your presence in our lives, that we know that and that we're assured of that, both from testimonies like Chris and and from the power of your word that you tell us many times that you're with us. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, that's about it for this episode of Living Stones. You can follow Red Mountain Community Church at MyRedMTN on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And remember, you can go online to rmcchurch.org slash podcast to submit responses to our poll questions and leave questions for the guests featured on the show. On our next episode, we'll be talking with David Chase about his journey from selfishness and despair, as he describes it, to faith and freedom in Christ. You can go online to rmcchurch.org slash podcast to submit your question for David, and you may just hear it read on the next episode. In the meantime, I'm Peter Franson. I'm Kyle Fox. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Sunday. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, good. That's the most important thing, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> What's the world coming to? Oh, man. What will they think, think about? Next? Think about the original NES. Mm. I don't have to think about it. I was just playing on it yesterday. Do you have like the new one from Target or do you have the old no, one? Old the original? school baby hooked up with an HDMI converter. Really? I don't mess around. <laughs> what were you playing? Uh, I just just actually doing a test run of uh, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers two. I was. I took, oh, I, I see. I think that's the to, best one. I took some time to get all of my retro consoles hooked up in my office now. So now I I can play Atari, uh, twenty six hundred NES, Super NES, all kinds of crazy. What's stuff. your favorite Super NES game? Um, Final Fantasy three, which is actually six in Japan. Right. Um. It's that's an amazing. That was the first game I played on Super Nintendo, and uh, it's the best one. Uh-huh. Are you getting this, Austin? Oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> this is good stuff. Sorry, I'm distracting. <laughs> I'm just... We get to talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, really. That's right. Yeah, really? yeah. Either way. <laughs>